Welcome to Flights of Fantasy, your podcast book club. I'm one of your hosts, Anna, and I'm joined by my book besties, Christina and Kim. Hello! Hi! Hello! So excited! Oh my god, it's so hard, it's so hard to get through that welcome because whenever any one of us does it, the other two are laughing so hard, I have to say it like five times. I don't know what it is, like, Like, we've been talking for 30 minutes before we start recording, probably usually on Zoom, and then all of a sudden one of us starts to do the welcome, and the other's like... And I forget, like, though, that, can't. like, we all have our headphones on and we're talking into our mics, so nobody else can hear you except me, but I still right. wait because I'm like, oh, no, 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 I need to redo it. <laughs> yeah, like, I could just cut it out, but still, we're like, oh, no, bring the pressure. The um, <laughs> oh, my gosh, uh, ladies, I am so excited I'm, I, to talk you know, about Crooked Kingdom tonight. I feel a lot of feelings right I now. I have a lot of feelings. There's a lot of emotions going on. Uh, it's a big night. It's, it's a big night. So if you don't remember, I've read the series before, so this is my second read, and Christina and Anna are newbies and reading it for the first time. Mm-hmm. So there's yep. Yep. there's a lot of fresh emotions. Lots. We all finished very late last night. Actually, Anna finished today, and so the wounds are fresh. The wound is fresh. So, you know, it... it there's a lot. There's a lot that happens. We're going to discuss a lot. A lot. Um, um, but before we get into it, should we do spoiler warning at this yes. point? Yes, spoilers, of course, for Crooked Kingdom and Six of Crows. Yeah, and I would just say both maybe those, Shadow yeah. and Bone? Yeah. Just to be safe, yeah. um, all of those. Just pretty much the Grishaverse. Yeah, everything in the Grishaverse. Minus King of Stars, we haven't, we haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, um, and then, yes, uh, trigger warnings, uh, same as last time, um, trauma, PTSD, physical violence sexual violence, all of that. Yes. So just want to share that with you before we get into it. But guys, let's dive in. And I'm so excited to discuss and hear all hear all your thoughts, even though we've been texting all day, every day. Side texting. All night. All the hours of the Oh night. my gosh. Christina and I were texting and last night. I, and it was, I was waiting for the text. When we get to that section, I will, I will read my text. Yeah. Yes. I, I'm actually curious what your response was versus my response. I, okay. <laughs> I will tell you, Christina was more ups, like devastated and sad. Anna, you were more angry. Yeah, yeah that's. I would say that'd be accurate. Christina was more like, no, sad, mm-hmm. what? And you were like, nope, don't like, don't no. like this, don't like this, <laughs> not yep. here for it. <laughs> and I was like, no, they're love. Uh, yeah. Okay. So we'll get there. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, get there. there. We're Could getting ahead of ourselves. Okay. So world building. I've been reading this book and I've been trying to like, how do you describe this like world she's created? It's so beautifully done, but I feel like there's, it's not too much, but I feel like there's so many kind of like different aspects of this world. And so I was Mm -hmm. like, it's like Dickens era, Cheapside London meets Anna Karenina Russia. Yes. Yes. Guy Ritchie. If you've ever seen one of his films and it's (laughs) Guy Ritchie is like, his action is like really fast paced and on like steroids. And then lots of colors. And I just, that I don't is know. a great I description. I love that description. And I love um, the dichotomy of the flashy. So there's like the brothels and um, the gambling halls. And mm-hmm. it's like these bright colors and these beautiful buildings. And everyone's in these costumes, these like comedy costumes. Yes. And they have like masks oh. on. They're like brute comedy or I don't know what they're I don't know how to describe it but it's uh, like yeah. it kind of reminded me of like comedia I was gonna say we're gonna make comedia del arte yeah. we learned about that in theater school <laughs> in college 
polish. <laughs> yes. Yes. And like with the mask. Yeah. And then yeah. it was kind of like um, Moulin Rouge. Yes. It's, yes. it's, a, it's another <gasps> vibe I was oh, getting. Very Moulin Rouge. Because, and it's like this these pleasure halls yeah. and these people who are just exuding like money and a good time, but it's set in this, this poor part of town. And you go down an alley. Yes. And you're going to get gritty. like, yeah, it's, it's gritty and it's dark. Yeah. And they're, these buildings are piled on top of each other. Yeah. And it's cobblestones there's and like, dark alleys. There's no middle class in Ketterdam. No. So there's super rich yes. or very poor. Yes. There is no in between. Her world building to me is some of the best I've read in terms of like, you feel like you are in this and you can like feel it and taste it and smell it. Cause they talk about mm. like the river and the rot of the fishes and how it's like, you can smell it when you're walking by, but then you go towards where the merchants live and you don't really smell that anymore. And it's like yeah. beautiful houses and mansions and I really love the different places we got this oh, time. Like yeah. we didn't spend this much time in Canterdam last time. Right. So it was so much fun going to the university and <gasps> yes. like the, I mean the mm-hmm. houses, like the, the haunted island. Oh yeah. That was creepy. Not that they weren't last time. It was just a different, yeah. it was totally different yeah. this time. Totally. Um, okay. So I'm really interested. I want to know what you guys think and how you're feeling about this book compared to the first book. Mm-hmm. I think it, it very easily could have been less exciting to not have the big heist. Mm-hmm. And I think she did a really good job of just kind of making like a bunch of mini heists. Yeah. And so keeping us on our toes and like yeah. building that uh, stress to kind of keep us in the same place. Yeah. And it was fun for it to feel like a little more personal. Yeah. Mm. It felt like they were each, I feel like there was lots of little adventures. I did miss the heist, but I think I got aspects of it in all the little heists that she did. But and see, like, I also think she's also, they're, they're con men. That's what they mm. are. Right. Yeah. So to me, this is just a, a long con. Yeah. I think this, this book was equally like stressful heists but also like emotional journey because, and everything in the, the mini heist had to do with their emotions because it was Pekka, because it was Van Eck, because it was mm-hmm. someone's it dad. Was very, someone's it was very personal. Vengeance. Yes. So it fed into the emotional journey too. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I loved it. I wish there was another book, honestly. I know. Yeah. I, as much as I'm glad that she didn't do the thing where a book series clearly could have been two books but the author wanted to make more money so made mm-hmm. a third that's happened so many times to me where I'm like this could have been two books um for sure you does yep. leave you wanting more because you're just like well I want to know what happens to them after yeah. all this like you get so Which invested I did read in an interview with her that uh Lee Bardugo said that this was originally supposed to be one book <gasps> and then in her and it was like the heist like that was what it was and then uh she was talking to her editors and was like so I I can wrap up the plot uh, in this one book but I I can't wrap up the emotional journeys it's just not gonna mm. I, I can't do it this fast which I appreciate which mm. makes sense yeah. so and, like, when you look at I think that segues really well into like book one was basically getting to know the characters and kind of mm-hmm. what yes, makes them the way sure. that they are and then yeah. book two like you said it is very personal like everything that they're doing is so personal with Vanek and Pekka well in the first book they all were getting to know each other right like none of them really trusted each other they weren't like a family in a team yet yeah. and then now the second book like they're, they, they're a team yeah well and it opens with like one of their family members their team members has been kidnapped uh-huh. in edge yeah. kind of a really nice way to start off the book because it's like everybody wants her back you right. know she's the heart of their family everybody wants to yeah. get get your girl back get your money get your girl, <laughs> get your girl. <laughs> gotta get you know, your oh my god back. when nina says it at some point she's like let's go get our girl yes. back so good love it. yes nina i love that whole rescue oh, yeah. i'm happy we didn't have to wait too long to get her back yes me too um i was so nervous i knew she had it in 
sooner, but like she she got captured. She's in this dark cell, yes. and you you see her at first, and you think like, oh shit, she's like broken. But no, she's just plotting. Mm-hmm. And oh gosh, when she was crawling through those air vents to like <gasps> escape the room, I was, was so claustrophobic. So claustrophobic. Oh, I, was so I was like, oh. Kim, it's just fiction. This isn't happening to you. It's okay. Yeah, that was a moment that it was like, oh shit, because remember Vanek like planned that. He like, planned it. <gasps> that and was, he knew he put that vent there, so she out. would. So she would go for it. And then we get the devastating part oh. where he has like the mallet like and he's gonna shatter her bones. Yes. It's she's terrible. The like she yeah. she ha- if she's she can't climb, things. if she can't climb she's an acrobat. Use her legs, like she's an acrobat. She's an acrobat for Christ's sake. So like I I was devastated by that, but what broke my heart even more was that she, when she said the thing about, oh, um, what's the she line? She said, he'll never trade if you break me. Yeah. Yeah. She oh my says, God, it's... so after she, like, after she says that, you know, he doesn't shatter her knees and he sends her back to her cell and she's sitting there alone and she says to herself, because it was not just the sense in the words she'd spoken that had stilled Van Eck's hand, but the truth he'd heard in her voice. He'll never trade if you break me. She could not pretend those words had been conjured by strategy or even animal cunning. The magic they'd worked had been born of belief, an ugly enchantment. Yeah, mm, it's it so, so sad. sad. That's what breaks like, my heart. It was just so sad. Like she, she, she really, in that moment, in the truth, in her like deep-seated fear came out when she, when she thought her legs were going to be shattered. And the truth to mm-hmm. her was, he's not coming for me because if you, if you break me, he won't need me. Right. Kaz calls her an investment. Investment. That's what he says. Ugh. Yes. And she believes it in that I moment. Know, I know. And even though there are like these, you you know as a reader because you get inside of his head, right? That like that's not true, Inej. Yeah. But, but really, what has he given her? Like, right. He right. hasn't given her anything else to believe. Like he says, like, no, I want you to stay. And she's like, why? Tell me something. Why? Why? Any words. Any and words, Kaz. Just, say the words. And he just yeah. says nothing. I know. No. But then there's there's a part where he's going to shatter her legs again, right? And then he gets, he figures out, and that's really cool how they do that. So you think when they're like, she's here, and, and Nina and Jesper are like outside where you think that <gasps> yes. she's there. When yes. You think the she that they're talking about is Inej, but actually it's Alice. It's Alice. And they're going to get Alice. And so you're like, Wait, what? And then they're like, and then um, Van Eck is like, yeah, he's here. He's your little friend is like, blah, blah, blah. Yes. And we're going to get him. And she's like, oh, shit. And then he, there's a note. And the note is so good. And it says like, noon. I can't remember the name of the bridge. Noon something bridge. Bring her knives. And I was like, yeah. yes! Oh. And then and then just lying there. And then she just starts laughing. And he's like looking at her. And she goes, yeah, okay, yes. great. You know what he's going to do? He's going to kill your wife. Yes. Like, she like starts laughing. She's like, dare him. Dare him to do that. Break my legs and dare him to yeah. do that to yeah. your wife. Yeah. Uh, oh, I love that whole thing where like, oh, he's here. And you're like, no, Kaz, like, don't come in. Like, yeah, it's a trap. Don't it's, come a trap. In. it's a trap. And he's, he's not. He's and not. he's not there. He's not he knows. He knows the trap. He's one star oh ahead. Also, can we talk about Alice for one second? Oh my God. She's, she's hysterical. Such a funny character. Kaz was like, I, do you think this was his plan all along? <laughs> like, <he's> so pissed. <laughs> she can't sing. They're, she's like obsessed with singing and playing the piano and she can't sing for shit. She's horrible. <laughs> Everyone's reactions to her singing is so funny. <laughs> They're so like, make funny. it stop. Like, make it stop. Everyone's reactions. And then she's just such a funny kid. Like, they show up to kidnap her in, like, these masks. And, like, they show up and she looks like, 
oh, is this a play? Yeah. She's like, no, what? Oh my God, <laughs> you're an idiot. Oh, like, so funny. She's like, I'm hungry. God. Like, yeah. Alice but that is, it's really funny to see their group, like, deal with her and talk yes, to her. And, I like, loved that. How do we handle this woman? They have, like, their head on the table. And- Matthias is the only one who's like, I can handle this. Matthias, yeah. like, rubbing her feet. Yeah, he's like, yeah. she's a pregnant woman. I'm going to rub her feet. Nina, and then he, like, Nina's gives like, her chocolate cookie or chocolate Nina's, biscuits. And he's like, no, Nina's, those are like, my chocolate biscuits. Excuse me? Like, I did not want to yeah. share this. And Kaz is like, literally, someone shut her up or I will shut her up. And they're like, she's pregnant. Yes. And he's like, I don't care. Like, oh, I can't God, handle so this. Oh, oh, so oh, good. That was great. Okay, yeah, but. Okay, great. wait, sorry. What was the. Oh, the Nina, do you have no, the No, I just. Yeah, I have the quote where after they've rescued Inej and she can she tells Kaz like he was going to break my legs and she confronts him and she's basically like would you have come for me like would you actually have saved me if he had like ruined quote your investment right and, oh and he says Kaz I would come for you he said and when he saw the wary look she shot him he said it again I would come for you and if I couldn't walk I'd crawl to you and no matter how broken we were we'd fight our way out together knives drawn pistols blazing because that's what we do we never stop fighting Really oh sweet. my heart it's like really it's just so he would crawl good. he'd crawl he to, her. Crawl to her god oh, i love them so much, so much. y'all i, I am such a sucker the for journey. them i love them so oh, me much too. they Live give us it. barely anything to work with and i'm just do I'm we just ever treasure it drop oh do we ever treasure the oh, little moments? I just... Okay. Okay, so I love... So, I, I, again, like, going back to, like, how we were getting to know them in the first book, and now, like, they're a family unit. Matthias and Nina. Oh. Yes, I love them in this book, so... Oh, I can't talk about far, it. How far they have oh, come. Oh, yeah. You get to see them as, like, a fun little, like, silly couple a little bit, like, a bunch of they times. They had yeah. so many hysterical moments. They're so funny together yes. and so cute. Uh, There's a part where she's like, I love you better than more than waffles. And he's like, let's not say things we don't mean, my love. Like, it's just, like, so cute. No, I just, I love, like, I love how they were, you know, there was clearly so much love between them and, or at least passion in the first book. And they were fighting so much. And he really had, he had to work through some demons. He did. Like, we talked about, like, you know, he was just born and bred into this culture of, like, hating the people that you know nina's people yeah and the grisha yeah the grisha and um i it was so interesting to read his inner monologue in this book his pov because he would catch himself sometimes when he would see her power or other grisha power Mm. and you know in the first book his first instinct would be like oh that's unnatural yeah it's evil now it's evil and now it's like she's beautiful and there would be this quieter voice that would say something like oh that's unnatural but it was so quiet mm-hmm. like it was they kept talking about the it's almost like the voice was getting diminished over time yes yeah i just and and there's also flashbacks um throughout the book to like what nina said to matthias when she was withdrawing from the dirta perim oh and, those like, scenes are horrible, so difficult to read yeah like the horrible things that she would say to him and he just like sat there and took it and like took care of her and sat with her there's a part where she like tries to seduce him oh, to, yeah. like, get her yeah. hands in his pants, like, his actual pants pockets yeah. to, like, get the perim get out the of his, his pockets. And at some point, he is like, I don't have it. She's like, then who does? And he's like, Kaz, Kaz do you want to go to his bed? She's like, no. <laughs> oh, and then that's the part where she goes, I hate this. I hate you a little. And he's like, I know, come here. And, like, pulls oh. her in and snuggles her. And it's like, God, this man. Okay, <laughs> this man. so... I say man, he's 17, but in my mind, he's like 25 yeah. at least. Yeah. Okay, so. And I love when the, um, yes. she confronts him and she's like, why don't you ever try and kiss me? 
and yeah. um and he's like he he says to her um, I love this scene so much. He says something like meeting you was a disaster and she says thank you and um and he continues um but I'm grateful every day that you, for that disaster I need a cataclysm to shake me from the life I knew. You were an earthquake, a landslide. I, she said, planting a hand on her hip, am a delicate flower. (laughs) And and he says, you aren't a flower. You're every blossom in the wood blooming at once. You are a tidal wave. You are a stampede. You are overwhelming. And it's kind of true because like it's, he, he grew up in this culture where like feelings are reserved. Everything is kind of repressed and she is so exuberant and she lives with like her heart on her sleeve. Mm -hmm. And I think to him, she truly is overwhelming. But like, like he says, it's, she is not just one flower. She is every flower that blooms at the same time. Mm -hmm. And to him, it's like this beautiful, overwhelming sense of like her. Yes. Yeah. I just love that. that. I love that description. There's also, oh, me too. In that scene, there's also a part where he's like, well, uh, if this were normal, I would take you on like four dates and we would be chaperoned on these and yeah. then I would maybe hold your hand and then we would go here. And, and I would buy you apple cakes. Like, I would buy you apple, apple cakes. cakes. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, and she's like, it's very cute. And she's like, okay, well, that's nice, but um, we're here. So let's uh, reevaluate that plan. Because yeah. She that's was not like, um, so well, if I were, if we were there, like I would have cornered you in the pantry and kissed you like on our first date or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so something that we all love, I think, is, like, the theme of chosen family. And our beloved SJM is, I think, the queen of chosen family. But they really did start to kind of feel like this little dysfunctional ragtag family. Mm -hmm. And they all just, like, worked together and, and they cared about each other in their own ways. And it was just so beautiful to, like see them bond with each other and become so close and and to be this like all of them are either have been disowned or have like kind of run away or for some reason or another do not have family right you know so like them being their own chosen family in this like scary harsh yes world you know what i kind of liked though because i feel like it was kind of not a refreshing i don't know what the right word is but like you know there are these 17 year old kids who are pulling off these like incredible heists Mm -hmm. And it was kind of a little more realistic, this book, in how much went wrong. Yeah. Because I you do kind of have to suspend belief a little bit to be like, okay, so everything's going to go right at this time. We're going to get into the ice court. We're going to get... And yes, things went wrong, but, like, they still were successful. And mm-hmm. in this yeah. book, it was really interesting how, like, they just kept... They failed. They failed over and over and over. And they, mm-hmm. they're they sitting in that hotel, and they're like, we're done. Like, we're done. We're done. And, yeah. and Kaz is just, like, staring out the window, and they're, like... At that point in the hotel, too, is when it gets really... Just, like, you're, like, they're fucked. Yeah. Um, their whole original plan was, like, they want to screw over Van Eck. They want to screw over Pekka. They want to get their money, because that's at the end of the first book. They didn't get their money. Uh-huh. So the whole point of this, like, the initial new scheme that they were concocting after they rescued Inej was, like, how to punish Van Eck. Mm-hmm. And it all went to shit. Mm-hmm. Because... Baha- because... Kaz has a blind spot where Pekka is concerned, where Pekka Rollins yeah. is concerned. Fucking Pekka. Yeah. It was like back to back after a certain point, he was just everywhere. I was, like, I was like, God damn, damn it. Pekka, like, go away. Yeah. I know. And like, so when, like, when he and Van Eck, you know, makes a deal behind the scenes oh. with Pekka, and so when Wylan and Kaz break into Van Eck's house to steal the seal that they need to, like, forge the documents, Pekka's mm. in the room, and, like, but, Kaz is dumbfounded. Like, Kaz is like, but, shit. 
what did Kaz do that we didn't know about oh, until oh, later that was, in that moment? He put, that he was, replaced the he will. Replaced so the will. Good. Yeah, yes. that was good. And he says like, a good thief doesn't just take, Oh my God. always leave something behind. Yes. Yeah. And in that moment, he's like, you know, we're stealing your own your, money, your right? Your own money, right? And Wyland like, because it is his money, because he realizes that. Um, and he's like, oh, Kaz did say to me like, yeah. you realize we're stealing your own money, right? I just, the, la- the layers. The layers. <laughs> <laughs> And then they do the, the make the, the floor oh, drop just out. Like the acid? Dissolve? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like, like they, acid. They, they use the acid to make the floor drop out and they fall onto the table at the dinner party. Amazing. And hit it, like, amazing. amazing. Just like the idea of this dinner party. They have Van Eck is there. like shocked. Like, He's like shell shocked. Yeah, like, this yeah, is not like, the way it, things were supposed to go. <laughs> no. When they fell through the ceiling, my first thought was, how did nobody land on a butter knife? How come they did that? <laughs> stabbed on, how did on they top. not land on top like of they them? like and like i was i don't know why i thought that but i was like i feel like somebody would have accidentally landed on something sharp yeah maybe <laughs> yeah. Um, so good so yeah so i kind of touched on this earlier but like we we kind of yes. talked about how book one was really getting to know the characters and then book two was kind of watching all of them work through that that trauma you know they all mm-hmm. have so much going on between Wylan and and his horrible father and then and then Jesper's dad comes to oh. town and they have that yeah. shootout at the university like that was just, crazy Kaz obviously has huge demons mm-hmm. that he's working through Inej as well um so mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to us to go through and just and talk about all the different trauma and the, like the the things that the characters kind of went through in this book yeah I think you're right Kim like we spend so much in book one getting to know the backstories and what everybody was brought to Ketterdam for a different reason. You were either there by choice or you were stolen from your family Mm -hmm. um, or life circumstances have brought you there. And, um, and then in this book, I feel like so a lot of it was them trying to then work through the shit that had originally gotten them there in the first place. Mm. And it was really, Mm -hmm. yeah, like a a moment, like a cathartic moment. They each had this breakthrough kind of, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, to varying degrees of like able to like fully move on. And then some still have a lot of shit to work through, but, um, yeah, progress was was made pretty. I felt like that was realistic. You know, I totally agree. Oh, a hundred percent. I didn't like this. This is not the kind of book that should be all, you know, rosy and like pretty at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I liked the, the imagery of what, uh, Inej had talked about with calling Dunyasha her like shadow, Yes, you know, in that whole part. And I feel like that is something that they each kind of have their like own shadow. They were working through in this book, like yeah. trying to mm. kind of overcome, mm-hmm. um, or like inner demon, however you want to call yeah. it. Cause but it was I like a like... sleep. It's not a proverb, but um, yeah, Inej talks about the fact that, like, in her Suli heritage, this there's this idea that, like, all of the misdeeds and all of the, like, sins that you do in your life create this, like, shadow that's hanging over you. And as you mm-hmm. continue to, like, do those things, the shadow gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And she says that, and then you meet this, you meet Danyasha, who's this hired mercenary who's... I want to talk about her. She's, um, she is... But it's kind of interesting because, like, even Inej even says, like, she admits she's better than me. Yeah. Like, when they... She's trying to, like, when they're trying to, like, poison the, the sugar silos and Danyasha comes up behind her. Ooh, and so stressful. she almost dies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... It's very stressful. And, yeah. and Dunyasha's, like, taunting her. Yeah. Like, Dunyasha's, like, kind of saying almost, like, what Inej thinks about herself. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And Inej, like, lets it get in her head and she keeps faltering over yeah. and over. Yeah. And this girl just keeps, like, hitting her and hitting her and hitting her. And I don't know. I, I found that, like, very symbolic. Yes. 
Another thing I just, I love that in the final battle, the way that she, uh, or part of the way she gets her to defeat her oh, that is, is so good. from Kaz being like, find her tell. Everyone has a tell. Yes. Find her tell. Yeah. And then she goes, Inej almost felt sorry for her. Dunyasha really believed she was the Landstaff heir, and maybe she was. But wasn't that what every girl dreamed? That she'd wake and find herself a princess? Or blessed with magical powers and a grand destiny? Maybe there were people who lived those lives. Maybe this girl was one of them. But what about the rest of us? What about the nobodies and the nothings, the invisible girls? We learned to hold our heads as if we wear crowns. We learned to wring magic from the ordinary. That was how you survived when you weren't chosen. When there was no royal blood in your veins. When the world owed you nothing, you demanded something of it anyway. I love that. That paragraph is one of my favorites of the whole series. It was her taking back the narrative and being like, you know what? There's nothing wrong with me and the way that I am. And I absolutely agree. I'm just as worthy as you are. As you. Mm -hmm. I also really loved the like turn on the typical like chosen one trope. Like, Mm. yeah. What about, she may be the chosen one of something, but like, what about us ordinary girls who are just like living life and trying to do our best? Like we are just as worthy as her. Totally. And then she ends up killing the chosen one who's so sure she's the chosen one. Yeah. (laughs) Because she uses her like, her street cred pretty much. Her like street cred. Yeah, no, I I loved that moment, that quote from Inej, because it's it's like her finally embracing everything that she's gone through and giving herself grace to like yes. move forward mm-hmm. absolutely totally. absolutely okay let's move on to our beloved Kaz oh Kaz. our broken our broken angel boy Kaz I know well, I think we can all agree that Kaz's main shadow is Pekka and and his brother Jordy mm-hmm. I mean I think Jordy, yeah. I yes. think Jordy's memory constantly lives over him constantly absolutely yeah. but I think that ties into Pekka it ties, so totally like, ties you know, into Pekka they're very intertwined Pekka's the yeah. The revenge of Pekka is like the attainable, like ultimate goal that he's just been working yeah. toward. One of the most interesting things to me about in, in this book that Kaz talked about a few times was he said, you can't con an honest man. And, mm-hmm. and and there's that one point in the book, and I don't know if it's like in that moment that he realizes it or if it's like a slow realization over the course of the last few books. But um, he has held his brother Jordy in like such a high light because mm-hmm. he was like nine yeah. years old or yeah. 12 years old or something yeah. when Jordy died. Yeah, I think he's nine. Yeah. yeah. And and he just worshiped the ground that Jordy w- walked on. And like he realizes though that like Jordy's number one job was to protect him as like the older brother in this like new world and their father had died. And it was, he realizes like Jordy was young, but like his greed, his wanting to like impress and get the money so quickly get money quick um mm-hmm. was kind of what allowed him to be conned mm. yeah because yeah. he was like, greedy he was greedy and and i think there's a part of kaz that at starts to it doesn't start but like almost resents a bit about jordy and yeah. because he realizes he's not this perfect um, memory that he's held on to for mm-hmm. so many years that like it's not it's Pekka's fault for sure primarily right, right. oh yeah but Jordy allowed himself to then fall into this like unsavory business and and then which dragged Kaz in and then initially and then uh eventually led to you know him dying no yeah there's a line somewhere but it was something where like he says point blank he's like you were the older brother you were supposed supposed to look out for me like you were the one that was supposed to take care of us Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and he's like in his head talking to Jordy and I think that's a really um like beautiful and interesting look at grief that is a very Mm -hmm. common thing in grief like at some point yeah you stop glorifying what that person like 
you know, ha- was in your head because it's difficult to look at them as anything sure. but perfect. Sure. Um, yeah, I I think he needed to see the reality of the situation and mm-hmm. stop yeah. and, and, and realize that, like, Jordy wasn't perfect. Pekka, yes, Pekka is horrible, but, like, Jordy wasn't perfect either. And... Mm-hmm. And I think Pekka even says like, if it hadn't been me, it would be it would have been somebody else. Like if somebody I didn't else do this to you, you, your brother, someone else would yeah. have conned you. And Kaz was like, you're right. Like you're right. You know, like, but it was you. So you know. So you're, yeah. so you're screwed yeah. now. I'm gonna ruin your life. <laughs> but he he had to realize that himself. Like you're right. You know, like it, Jordy was too eager. He was too impatient, and his priority Which, should like, have. He just... was also a kid. Oh. Right. And he has that moment where he fights with Jesper. Oh, they're like brothers. <gasps> they they are really like brothers. Oh. And this is after all of their plans have gone to shit, and they're they're mm-hmm. at the hotel with um Jesper's dad and they're they start they scene. start fighting and they start like fist fighting but it's you know wyland's like why doesn't somebody stop them and i think it's inej or nina somebody says like well they're not like nobody's pulled a gun or like kaz isn't using his cane so they don't really want to hurt each other they're just getting out their frustrations right so let let them battle this out and kaz calls jesper jordy in the moment yes. christina i it's don't know if you have the line so well written they're building up this whole thing it's so good so jesper says because i want to stay alive for what, Kaz says, his eyes glittering, so you can play another hand at the tables, so you can find another way to disappoint your father and let down your friends? Have you told your father you're the reason he's going to lose his farm? Have you told Inez you're the reason she almost died at the end of Omen's knife, that we all almost died? Just for shoulders bunched, but he didn't back down. I made a mistake. I let my bad get the best of my good. But for saint's sake, Kaz, how long are you going to make me pay for a little forgiveness? What do you think my forgiveness looks like, Jordy? Who the hell is Jordy? Yeah. So good. Because it's like, but he, nobody knows who Jordy is. He doesn't talk about Jordy. Yeah. And he just like lets that, it's, it's so, it's building up in him and he's so devastated by it. And he, he, I think he looks at Jesper sometimes and he sees what Jordy maybe like would have turned out to be. Yes. It, it, I like, agree. Jesper is always doing the wrong thing in a Ooh. lot of ways, you know? Yes. Yeah. And, and and Jesper's greedy. Yeah. Yes. And I think he looks at him and he's like, you know, what do you what do you expect from me, Jordy? And there and Jesper's just like, who the hell is Jordy? Like, what's going on? I just love how that was written. Well, too. even he even he told Inez that Pekka killed his brother, but he never tells her what his name is. And so nobody, literally nobody knows well, who Jordy is. A little bit after that, she's like, What happened to your brother? Like pushing him. And he does he still doesn't say. He just says, Do you want to know what I did? What I did to his to the woman who played his wife? and faked us out do you want to know yeah that was that was brutal to the like guy who sold us the toy the toy is ruthless just i gotta put that out there it was it's he's a he's a hard character to love Mm -hmm. like i love him like for what what ends up happening at the end which we'll get to i think he's changing a little bit but i there are some things that he does and says where i'm just like wow like yeah he takes like selena doesn't say shit like this (laughs) yeah well, I think she, I think that Lee does a good job though of making it like a realistic thing of growing up in this world by himself. Like this is who he had to become. He would have been dead. And like every time he shows any sort of vulnerability, like he, I mean, he gets it's, terrible things. He gets happen. his ass handed mm-hmm. to him. Like yeah. horrible things happen every time he's vulnerable. So I just I feel like it's I don't know. I kind of I felt like uh-huh. I feel like if it was toned down, it almost would feel like a little too YA to me. Mm. Do you know what this I mean? This definitely felt very. I mean, it's very. He's very gritty. Like he's very 
extreme yeah. as a character. And even Inej, who, like, has done bad things as well. Like, even she looks at him sometimes and she's like, Jesus, Kaz. Like, yeah. come on, man. And, like, yeah. but he's, I mean, he because he even says to her one time, he's like, you keep trying to, like, make me an honest man or, like, a good man. Like, you keep trying to, like, make me this person that I'm not. And yeah. I mean, I think he he's right. Like, I mean, speaking of Kaz and Inej, we have to discuss the bathroom scene. Oh, the bathroom scene. The bathroom oh, scene. The bandages. Oh my that god. That was so hard to read in like a good way. Like it was beautiful, but oh, like Oh, I thought it was amazing. Oh no, no, look, I just meant like it was it was just so beautiful, but you're just your heart is breaking for him because he just And he's, he's He's so He's broken. He's trying so hard. Yeah. Like, so um, there's this uh, podcast called the Grisha Cast, which is a wonderful podcast, and they had Leigh Bardugo on, and they asked her what the most difficult scene she's ever written is, and she said that scene. Really? <gasps> really? Yeah. She said that there's probably like 40 versions of it. Wow. Mm, I would love to read those versions. I know, me too, right? It was really interesting. She was like, I, I just really wanted this moment for them, but I also needed it to feel... Real. Uh, realistic and also that I wasn't discounting their trauma and pain and like past mm-hmm. so that it was something that would be honest for them but also that I wanted them to have this moment and the readers to have it so it was like a balance there that was really difficult. Oh, well sure and it's interesting really because difficult. like as you're as you're reading this the, the scene and you know like Inej asks him to help rebandage her and he doesn't have his gloves on and he's touching her skin and we all know from the first book like how how hard that is for him to touch somebody and um and he's like fighting through almost like like a vite like a sick feeling like he's gonna throw yeah, up I mean, as he like he is he's it's like a very really visceral struggling. it's very visceral uh-huh. to read and mm-hmm. but at no point does she push him really yes like even when he backs away and it's so clear that she's like just like let me help you work through this she keeps saying go on as if he's telling a story. Yeah. And then at some point she says, she goes, I have a hard time with it too. And like she opens up to him to try to make him feel better. God, it's so good. And yeah, I just thought it was so, so well written. Because then all of the bad stuff fades to the background. And he is like there and in it. Like feeling her skin and like about to kiss her neck. He is like the amount of tension reading that of like, you would think this was the most crazy intimate thing. that Like he's literally has not even barely touched her. But I am just so. And then it's like a snap. It's literally a snap. And the line is like. All of it there and then gone. He was drowning in the harbor. His li- Her limbs were a corpse's limbs. Her eyes were dead and staring, disgust and longing roiled in his gut and he lurched backward. Like it goes from zero to six yes. in one second. Yeah. He can't, he just yeah. can't. You know, I, I thought it was really raw and they were both super vulnerable and, you know, like you just, your your heart goes out to them and you you can tell oh, like he's, he's trying so hard and you know that so he hard. cares for her and feels for her and he yeah. just can't like, oh, it was just, it was He can't just, talk it, about it. He, he can't. And I will say like, I, I, I get that it's a duology. So I feel like we haven't yet had that emotional growth from him where he can just open up to her. I, I, I can appreciate that, that, that this is realistic, but I, as a reader, I kind of wished mm-hmm. My my hope had been that he would have shared something with her because, mm. which we'll get to the ending and I'll share more about why I think that way. But um, I that was my one thing about his character in this book that I I I do wish we had she had maybe explored a little bit more was mm. like allowing him the, giving him the ability to share one thing that was like true and yeah. honest about what had happened to him. Yeah, it didn't have to be well, the whole I think story. Because- 
Yeah. I think you, you come to care for Inej so much yes. that you really almost feel like she deserves more. Like she deserves everything. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so you do almost kind of, as much as you love Kaz and you respect him and he's a, a fantastic character, I don't know that I would want my friend to be with him. Oh, no. You yeah. You know what I mean? No. Like, like if, that, if I was Nina... I- if I was, I would be like, I would be like, if I was giving you nothing, maybe let's reevaluate. You know, I mean, um, okay, so let's talk about Kaz's biggest moment is like his his final scene with Pekka, and he that's oh, his big cathartic he, moment. I I was here for it. I loved I it. it, was, it I was, was I felt cathartic for him. It was it was ruthless and it was brutal. He confronts yeah. Pekka and after the auction, after after yeah. the auction, and they run into Pekka again because Pekka's fucking everywhere. He's everywhere. And Pekka's basically like, nope, like, you're done. Like, I'm, it's time, it's me and you, like, we're gonna fight. That's and- when you've been waiting this whole time. Oh my god. Because he has all these interactions with Pekka. And they're, like, dancing around the subject. And then finally, this is when he's like, remember me. Yeah. I need you to remember me. Say my brother's name. Say yes. It. Oh my yeah. god. That moment for Kaz was so important. And, oh yes. my gosh, and Kaz is like, oh, your son and he has a toy lion, and he drops that toy lion with covered in dirt, and he's like, I buried him alive, and Pekka, Uh like, loses loses his mind, and and he's like, please, I'll do anything, and he's like, say my brother's name, say Say his name, and I'll tell you where your son is buried, and Pekka's like, okay, so you were, okay, so you were here, okay, so I remember that, it was by the river, it was by the cherry blossom Uh tree, and he's like, "Uh uh-huh, he can't remember, and he's like, Kaz and... Kaz and and he, he can't know, remember because it wasn't important to him. Wasn't important so to him. So good. But and he this was his. He didn't want to just um take all of Pekka's money or like all of his property. He no. wanted to ruin him, like ruin his reputation, so that yeah, he would so continue he, yeah. to hurt he wanted for to years break and years. Him. He wanted to break him, and that's what. And he says like, "I want you to beg for it in uh-huh. front of his. He's supposed to be the leader of this gang, and all of his all dying his, like, lions uh-huh. are standing around." And he gets on his hands and knees and he like he does. begs and he, him. He's crying. He's crying. He's crying. And because there's and Kaz looks at the guys and all the guys are like they're all backing away like, like this is weakness. No. Like we don't, you know. Yeah. And yeah. Kaz Which knows in like, that moment, like it's so strategic that I mean he knew how to break him oh. and and he finally like kind of tells him where the kid is buried and Inez is like Inez, Inez is like I, I can't believe you did I, this. She's like I will never forgive this. Which can we talk about that for a second? Yes. Like. Part of me is like, okay, so Inej actually believes that Kaz is capable of burying a child alive. If I was Kaz, I'd be like, how could you believe that of me? And also, Inej, why the hell do you like this guy? Like, if you believe he could bury yeah, a child I alive. I do get that. I do get like, that. Like, I was like, this I, is she, valid. She says in that scene, like, I will not for be able to forgive this. Like, yeah. to herself. I feel like it was set up for the line that was so good when she's like, is he going to get there in time? And then he goes, in time for what? She's like, in, in time for... For his child. And he goes, I've never even seen the kid. Yeah. He's never even... Y'all, this is the genius of Kaz. So He's never even seen this kid. Put all of this together. And like, that's a big fucking gamble. Oh, yeah. That's a big gamble to be like... I just was like, oh... I also love how it ties back in, like, this last scene, sort of the last scene, ties into the very first time we meet Kaz in book one, when he threatens to, like, hurt this man's innocent wife or or girlfriend. And Inej is like, how could Mm -hmm. you do that? And he actually, he's like, I was never actually going to hurt her. And the quote is, when everyone knows you're a monster, you needn't waste time doing every monstrous thing. And I feel like that's right. him through most right. of this so book. Good. Like most of what he does, 
Yeah. He's not, he's, he's bluffing. He's a, he's a con man. Right. He is exactly. a master bluffer. Exactly. Yes. Uh, let's discuss little cutie patootie Wylan and Jesper. Oh, love them. Our little cutie And their issues with their dad. They went on some journeys. They did. I, I felt like it was really, it was interesting. They had like these parallel, like, you know, Jesper ran away. Wylan was disowned. Jesper's dad loves him. Wylan's dad wants him dead. Like, they have these really good yeah, parallels. Very yeah. intricate issues with their father that they both, like, helped mm-hmm. each other through in a really great yeah. way. We also saw more of them in this book than the last book. Yeah. At all. So that was fun to get to see a lot more of them in this um, book. You guys, that scene, the chapter about Wylan's mom was so Oh, sad. that was really hard. That killed me. That was that, so that was sad. So sad. When he shows up and, like, as soon as they, like, see it's a building, I was like, oh, shit. Like his, his. Well, no, so they show up at the building and they give him the. They go, we'll get her ready. And they give them the folder. Yeah. Folder. It was so devastating because then Wylan is like hyperventilating and Jesper doesn't think about it. He's like, read it to me. He can't read. Like, I can't read it. I can't read it. Jesper's like, sorry, sorry, I forgot. Oh, that's so hard. That's so Like, he can't even read about his own mother. Like, oh, And like, they go to see her and she's a painter and she never stopped painting. And when they open up the room because the nurse is like, well, do you want to see your paintings? And there's all these little miniatures of Wylan as a child because he has, she she hasn't seen him in like six years. But she doesn't, she didn't forget who he was. She didn't forget him she didn't forget anything she's a normal woman who happened to have a child with dyslexia like that's why she's in an insane asylum literally like, literally that's why the, the most heartbreaking part was he was like what did they do to you and she like put her hand on his cheek and was like yeah. what did they do to you uh, and you don't know if she, if she's like that was rough you know like you don't know if, oh, yes so like heartbreaking i love that they figure out that kaz knew about Wylan's mom and they were like why would yeah. you do that like why would you not tell him and he said angry wears off I needed you righteous mm-hmm. yes I was like it's I, those oh. moments about Kaz that I'm like it's brutal but I'm like damn you're good like he just yeah orchestrates everything yeah but also he that's what he did. he did because he's like you're right like you can be mad at your dad but then be like you know what like I'm gonna move on yeah after that he was like fuck you yes you did this to my uh, mother he had a really sad part where he like tries to blame himself for his mom you know he was like jesper she's here because of me and jesper's like no he's here because your dad is like a psychopath insane person yeah Mm -hmm. but jesper is pretty much like he's telling him no it's not your fault he's like i know what you're saying but it doesn't make it better and then he pretty much says like well how about this kaz is going to ruin his life Cass is going to destroy your father. And he's like, well, that does help. Yes. <laughs> yes I love that. Yeah. I love that. Um, okay. Oh, Jesper, you guys. Like, uh, uh, he's just. He. I love him. Me too. I loved meeting his father in this book and learning. Yes. Because I feel like we actually didn't really learn so much about his backstory in the first one. No. And mm-hmm. I really loved learning about his mom and his time on the farm and the fact that she was Grisha. So interesting. And I think mm. a fabricator. Right? Yep. Yeah. And she's the one that taught him how to shoot. Yes. And I thought that yes. was actually a really fascinating I I think it's from Nina that we learned that like if you don't use your Grisha powers that like it actually it ages you, it makes you sick. Mm-hmm. Like um mm-hmm. like in Shadow and Bone, Elena's like all sad and mousy and like meh yeah. and then she uses her power and it's like whoa like she's a whole new person because right. she's never used it before and mm-hmm. i've been like reading the book and i'm going okay well he doesn't seem to be using his powers so like how come he's so peppy and like like healthy and and seems to be okay and and then mm-hmm. when wyland's like when you fire your bullets that you're actually using your fabricator like grisha powers and i was like this mm. yeah damn wyland this makes so much sense like he never misses yeah, yeah. And I, I have the quote here. Okay. So Wylan says, yeah. I just don't get it. I've spent my whole life hiding the things I can't do. Why are you running from the amazing things you can yeah. do? 
Mm, I so love that. But anyways, I love that. so then Jesper gives this whole irritated shrug, whatever. He's like, I know who I am, what I'm good at, what I can do and what I can't do. I'm just, I'm what I am. A great shooter, a bad gambler. Why can't that be enough for me or for you? Don't get philosophical on me, Merchley. <laughs> just, I've thought about this. Thought of me late at night? What was I wearing? <laughs> I've thought about your powers, Wyland said. Cheeks flushing. Has it ever occurred to you that your Grisha ability might be part of the reason you're such a good shot? Wyland, you're cute, but you're a whole lot of crazy in one little glass. Maybe, but I've seen you manipulate metal. I've seen you direct it. What if you don't miss because you're directing your bullets too? Jesper shook his head. That was ridiculous. He was a good shot because he'd been raised on the frontier, because he understood guns, because his mother had taught him to steady his hand, clear his mind, and to sense his target as much as see it. Yep, and that's, his that's mother, the line. A fabricator, a Grisha, even if she never used the word. No, that's not how it works. What if it was? I love that. So good. Because I think you're right. Like, I think, I think what he says, like, if his mother was actually teaching him to sense the target and to, like see his target then that's I think she was subconsciously trying to teach him like if you can do mm-hmm. it this way you don't even need to like think about it it'll just happen yes mm-hmm. do you yes. have that quote uh that conversation between him and Inej is so wonderful the Suli oh, apology I have yeah yes oh my gosh I love that the, I love oh, their so little relationship like I think it's very sweet yeah, yeah. okay um Inej says do you know the Suli have no words to say I'm sorry what do you say when you step on someone's foot? I don't step on people's feet. You know what I mean. <laughs> we say <laughs> we say nothing. We know the slight was not deliberate. We live in tight quarters traveling together. There's no time to constantly be apologizing for existing. But when someone does wrong, when we make mistakes, we don't say we're sorry. We make we promise to make amends. I will. And then she says something in her, a language I can't pronounce. Um, this action will have no echo. It means we won't repeat the same mistake that we won't continue to do harm. And it's just a beautiful, like, and I love that because it's, it's actually how, what I teach my kids. I, I, I I teach them to say, I'm sorry, but I'm actually very big on like not making them apologize every time. Instead, I teach them to say, how can I help you? Or how can Uh I fix this problem? And so that they learn that like, if she hits her brother, that like just saying I'm sorry isn't helping. It's how can I offer you comfort? How can I help make this better? Go get him an mm-hmm. ice pack. Teaching her how to fix the problem rather than just saying like sorry and moving on. Totally. And it's like Absolutely. so important because that's what life is. It's not just saying I'm sorry. Those are oh, nice yeah. words and they mean things to people. They are important. Totally. Mm-hmm. But like it's really about like not doing it again. It's the actions behind it's them. It's the action. Mm-hmm. And that's the echo thing. The beautiful thing on the echo thing. And there's, so then in this um, scene with his dad, that's so, so, so good. he's sitting there and he's like, he was ashamed of the mess he'd made. And he's just like, you know, going through it in his head, being ashamed of himself. And then he thinks this action will have no echo. Mm. And he says, I'm going to, I'll find a way to make amends, dad. I want to be a better person, a better son. And then his dad says, I didn't raise you to be a gambler, Jesper. I certainly didn't raise you to be a criminal. Jesper released a bitter huff of laughter. I love you, Da. I love you with all my lying, thieving, worthless heart. But yes, you did. Yeah. What? Sputtered mm. calm. You taught me to lie to keep you safe. Jesper shook his head. I had a gift. You should have let me use it. Oh, so good. Yeah. Uh, a really interesting journey. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's, let's move on to our sassy, feisty little Nina. <gasps> oh my gosh. Nina in this book goes through it, y'all. She has a hard time. She so, does. So, I thought okay. it was so interesting with the um, Parem did to her like the effects that it had the long lingering long lasting effects it's super interesting so what what happened i guess is our understanding at Mm -hmm. this point if i'm correct is that the parem after she Uh took that and her powers Uh went 
crazy after that happened it was almost like she got this like reverse power right <laughs> yeah. yeah which like I she think... shouldn't have even been able to get to that point right mm-hmm. like because she should yeah, have died like um somebody one of the other characters says to her like maybe you were on the brink of death and you brought something back with you and she yeah. goes well that's a crappy souvenir yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um but there's okay so i read this interview with lee bardugo on hyperbole And she talks about this. So pretty much the question is, it's interesting because Nina undergoes a very adolescent-like experience in Crooked Kingdom, grappling with the ways she has changed. In Six of Crows, she's like Lady Confidence, and now dot, dot, dot. And then Lee says, yeah, Nina's confidence is shaken in a very fundamental way because of her attachment to her power. And it's something that she's Mm. never had to question before. Mm. She goes on and she says, one of the lessons that I really took from reading George R.R. Martin is... You take the thing the character thinks defines them, and then you take it away and see what happens. Uh, That's the Jamie Lannister lesson. And that, to me, was an exciting thing to do with some of the characters in this book. Oh, I like that. I like that. Isn't that interesting? So, like, she, like, her identity is her, her Her grisha power. Sure, sure. Who am I without my, and, like, Matthias, like, who am I without my being a a Druskal and having this. Yes. That, that was his whole life. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he got that, like, taken away from him. And so that's a super interesting idea of, like, they both had the rug pulled out from under them and their mm-hmm. whole identity was changed. Yes. And you really see and both like, of them struggle with that in this book. And they found each other in that, too. But Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the scene where she calls the dead to her, oh. it is so beautifully, crazily written. You were like, what's happening? And she's figuring it out. And it's like... Are you talking about at the silos? Yes. Yeah, when she calls yeah, all when she's like surrounded from the barges. That stressed me out. Like, they were grabbing her. They were putting, like chains on her and i was like these fucking timelines they're like they're like just like about to like shackle like those fuckers yeah and she's like screaming and there's gunfire and then that's a very like, stressful time it was just so, a very that stressful. Was a stressful time in all our lives well that and really just literally about to fall to her death and right. like she doesn't want a net she doesn't oh, want a net oh god and so yes calls all I these bodies but i love it because like the first thing she has those the the zombies do is grab the net to catch yes and it was really sweet. Yeah, totally. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. I love that Nina thought of that. Like, oh, I just so good. Oh, I just love her and Inej so much. Like, that was her first thought was, like, get the net and save Inej. Because she knew yes. she was about to fall. Like, even over what was happening to her. Like, mm-hmm. a queen. Oh. We love to see it. She is such a queen. Speaking of queen, uh, the queen of mourning. Like, when Nina's, like, walking away, it's so oh, yeah. good. Say, here, I have, I have the quote. <laughs> okay, great. Okay. Um, it says... Nina had grieved for her loss of power for the connection she left felt to the living world. She'd resented this shadow gift. It had seemed like a sham, a punishment. But just as surely as life connected everything, so did death. It was that endless, fast-running river. She dipped her fingers into its curtain, held the eddy of its power in her hand. She was the queen of mourning, and in its depths, she would never drown. Oh, God! That is so beautiful. That is not a little bit of foreshadowing. Oh, yeah. I know. Seriously. I mean, my God. I mean. Okay, so yeah, but okay, so, so good. And then, oh, so God. Good. Okay. You guys, this final heist, oh, the so auction. Good. Ooh, I was, Y'all. the stress. Yes. Everything. And it felt like this. Everything. It was just so well written because all of these moments as they're preparing for the yes. big long con heist thing, then yes. as you read through the auction towards the end of it, all of it, there's all these little moments that happen that you go, oh, wait that's what they're doing like when he wants yes. um, jesper yes when when they capture or when they you know arrest venek and you know uh wylan is gonna get like all of 
you know, his father's fortune. And Van Eck's yep. like, well, he can't even read. Like, he's just an imbecile. And Wylan's like, oh, really, father? And he says, give me, you know, Kuwait's uh, indentured papers. And, and Jesper looks at it first, make sure Jesper, it's the right one. It's because Jesper had read it out loud to him and he has a yes. photographic memory. Yeah. And so he was able to say it. And he just, and in that moment, like Wylan's like, I am just trusting that Jesper's giving me yeah. the right paper. Paper. Yeah. And it was just and then, brilliant. Like oh. all these little things that like, you know, you, you hear him reading it to him like seven chapters earlier and you don't even realize because that he that's talks probably like, I always... why he was reading it to him is to prepare for this moment. Well, and you, in that part earlier, you, you have this moment where he's like, how'd you fake it for so long? And he's like, I would just, yeah. remember, I would hear people say it mm-hmm. and I could like put it with music in my head. Yeah. And so then in that moment, Amazing. he says like, I had the music in my head. Um, and there's just so many other little moments where like, uh, you know, and Ezra's like, oh, because, because, uh, you know, Kuwait had to die tonight. And you're like, wait, what? Kuwait yeah, had to she's die like, tonight. I, she's yeah. like, I have to go. Kuwait has like, to die. What's happening yeah you know it's all this thing and jesper's got this gun and he's gonna fire like why are we killing Kawhi? but then like you figure it out later oh my god but like and the whole thing with wyland getting beat up and and van eck thinks it's the dime lines but it's actually like some of the the dregs and then they like get Kuwait and he's like dead and they get him out on that boat and it's nina and like roddy or nina inspect and they're like she's pregnant and it's like this whole thing and you're like the things that had to line up for this to happen is like so perfectly Oh well, my god. Also also like the whole I this, so they have the council of tides, right? That sit up in their towers, and they help control okay. the seas and the squalors and like yeah. all that. So they're in the middle of the auction and the council of tides have have not been seen in 25 years. Like nobody knows their true identities. And so they're in the middle of the auction and all of a sudden the council of tides storm in and they're like literally storming the water with like, like parting they're like, the, the yeah, seas. like they like yeah. bring in water from like the yes. windows and they're like this auction is a fraud like this is all fake it's yeah, um the documents part. are all falsified like Venek has oh. uh, been cheating well, and the way and they you did find that out is... later that they're not actually the council of ties they're no, just a bunch of ra- Grisha. Grisha that like dressed up yes they're, they were like well we got four tide no makers idea. let's get them there somehow like this will help us later get like, them out of the boat that is so, so good genius and they're like they oh. reveal everything. They reveal Vanek's whole plan that they've been like, yes. this 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 Jurda consortium doesn't exist, and they were funneling oh, because, money. Because then, because then when because they had the fake meeting with Colm that day, right? He was supposed to be like the farmer, and then they were like, you know, we have other buyers coming. We have other buyers coming, whatever. And they look over, and one of the the important people are walking in the lobby. But they just went for like an yeah. oil. They were just went for like some sort of like the Je- oil demonstration Jesper, that Jesper led. Yeah. It yeah, like, yeah, it was like yeah, a mini, yeah. like an oil, and they yes. and the guy was like, I mean, it was a little bit bizarre, but like, okay, it's like, it was like a little bit of a weird meeting, bullshit, to- so yeah, so good. And but it was to Van show Eck, him, like, no, it was Rad Radmaker or whatever. He he's in it too, and he was like, I was just going to a, what are you talking a about? meeting about oil, like I don't know what you're Oils. talking about, and like you yeah. just see it crumbling down it's and you're like every step every oh. step and then uh well, well you know something about his son and then wyland comes he's like i'm right here father i'm and right here like, father what well, and no, then and he's, and he's whole, like he said he says he's like father i'll tell them whatever you want just, just tell them to me. stop stop hurting me yeah. And, yeah. and i was like oh wyland you learn quick you little actor <laughs> like i think i think matthias leans over he's like oh has he been taking lessons from nina like yeah. it's really yeah. good yeah yeah it's yeah. so good so like, he's like well it's this so is good. you know this is my my son that you know i mean he he can't even he can't even read like something like <gasps> oh okay oh, that, and then, that like, was they, the best and, part and then he goes finally gives him the folder and you know jesper looks at it gives it to it, whatever we yeah talk about that. and then at some point he looks up and he goes do i must i really go on yes like yeah. do i really need to keep going i and then was... and then Redmaker no, was like, like no. no, son, you've been through enough today. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, Please, yeah. no. 
And then I, one of them is like, you know, clearly Van Eck's become unhinged. Which then, yeah. after saying yeah. that, everything yeah. he does makes him seem more unhinged. Yeah. It's just like so good. Just like, it's he a, just like sees a... it unraveling before him and he just gets more crazy and more crazy. And they're like, what is going on with you? Yeah. Oh, yes. I, so I have, I have a cast quote too, really quick. So this is like his like thing to them before they go do the auction and the whatever. Uh-huh. So they're like, they're in the, okay. So he goes, he scanned the faces of the people he had fought beside, bled with. He lied to them and been lied to. He brought them into hell and dragged them out again. Cass settled his hands over his cane, his back to the city. We all want different things from this day. Freedom, redemption, cold hard cash, suggested Jesper. Plenty of that. There are lots of people looking to stand in our way. Van Eck, the Merchant Council, Pekka Rollins and his goons, a few different countries, and most of the Saint Forsaken town. Is this supposed to be encouraging, asked Nina? <laughs> they, don't know who we, they don't know who we are. Not really. They don't know what we've done, what we've managed together. Kaz wrapped his cane on the ground, so let's go show them they picked the wrong damn fight. Oh, it's so good. Good pep talk. Oh, I love him so much. Um, guys, are we are we ready to? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready for this. I know what you're gonna say. I, I, I'm still, I'm still unwell. I okay. These were these were. Oh God, these were my texts to Kim last night. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. So we'll let's say what we're gonna talk about. Okay. Oh. Okay. okay, You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. These are just like we're just. So let's. Let's talk about Matthias's death, and um, I feel like Christina. Should you open with Lee's interview quote about? Yeah, this? let's do that. Okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, God. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So Lee was asked um, about this, and her answer was: Matthias was murdered by the younger version of himself. This is the reckoning he couldn't escape. I always knew we were going to lose Maddie, but there were times I thought about sending him and Nina off to Novia Zen or undercover in Jurda. I hope they find each other in the next life. Okay. <laughs> I just, okay. Okay. So I get it. I, that is a very interesting concept. And I did not pick that up until just now. And I've read this book twice, like did not pick that up at all. It's, it's a, I, that concept in and of itself is I like that concept in theory. Mm-hmm. I still don't want it to happen. That's yeah. interesting that she says that she always knew he was going to die. I agree. That's, That's super so interesting. I, to me. I, um, I don't agree with it. I did not care for the way that it went down. Okay. I wasn't. So you tell me your thoughts, okay. and then uh, yeah. So Go. I, I was, I'm, I'm, I'm sad. I saw, I had a suspicion that it was going to happen, just because I see. Okay, where? Why did you think it was? Where okay, were you so I have read the first three chapters of four chapters of King of Scars whenever that book first came out which I think was like a few years ago it didn't grab me so I stopped reading it but I didn't remember Matthias's name being in the book and when we were learning about him here I was like I feel like I'd remember if like Nina had somebody um Mm. and I was like okay but they anyways it's very my memory of the book is very vague so like I'm like okay well maybe maybe he has like an alternate name or they were undercover or something and I'm just not remembering Mm. it well and I could see if you went from Shadow and Bone and skipped this to go to that, even if they talked about Nina, you would be like, who's Nina? Yeah, I, it, I wasn't you know? focusing so, like, on her in that way, but, like, I remember she yeah. was in the book. Um, right. And, I don't know, I just had this feeling that something wasn't... It's just the way that she's writing these books. Like, it's not all pretty and sunshine and roses, and none of these characters... Like, I, there's not really a happily ever after for any of these characters. It ends. Right. It ends more positively for some. They were our shot. They were our one shot to have over Yeah, and much. it was kind of felt like it's just she just wasn't going to give it to us. So I had a 
sneaking suspicion. But what really, that's not what bothered me. What bothered me was I just felt like it was very rushed and I wanted, I didn't feel like it did him justice. It it was like all of a sudden he's walking in the street and he turns around and there's this, you know, this young Drew Skelly who's supposed to be like his, you know, he's supposed to see himself in this person. And, and he just keeps walking towards him and like saying, you know, do not be afraid. They let fear control you. Um, which I feel like is very that was and that's that's know. great but it was it, it just like why go walk away like he has a gun on you like why go to Nina like why are you walking towards this person and it didn't it didn't read true to me it didn't seem like he needed to do this right now like okay. to mm-hmm. me he, there was urgency to what was currently happening with the 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 heist and the ending of this book yeah and him stopping to pause and like reflect on this young kid seemed like out of left field and then all of a sudden like Mm. the shot goes out and I was like oh no okay well he's not gonna die this way because that would piss me off and then he died and I was like Mm. I was mad (laughs) yes okay I I think I felt like I understand why he talked I mean he had never he hasn't really spoken to any of his fellow Drusco or however you say it like since he's had this change since he's had this change and I think he just kind of felt like he needed to say these things out loud to somebody. I think we did get a few things in the book, too, of him keeping on hinting, like, then me and Nina are going to go change their minds and change the world. We're going to change their minds. We're going to, like, he kept saying that. Like, that uh-huh. was the plan. That's what he wanted to do to change people's minds and change the world. So I feel like that was, like, put in there, maybe, I don't know, to help us feel like it would be, uh, that he, that's why I he was, he like. I think he felt like this was my chance to, like, yeah. talk to somebody. Like, I think he felt like this was, um. I don't agree with it. But I think that's what he was feeling. Oh, I agree. I, don't I think mean, that's what he was feeling too. I just, I, I just wish we had, I don't know. I just didn't, it just, it, it just felt like really rushed and I really wanted him to have, I don't know, just a little bit more. What I, would have made it, be- I, what, how, if he had to die in this book, not later on, if he had to die in this book, how would you have preferred it to be written? I, you go first. You can't save him. You can't, you like, can't go like to the king's in, scars. In some way, it's almost like I wish Nina had been there. Ah. Like, it had come hmm. to the point where he had to talk to this person because this person was, like, there was hate in this young kid's eyes for Nina. And he was okay. looking at oh. Nina. And then, yeah. and he could see himself then in this young boy and the hate that he had had towards Nina. And that, right. then the slowly walking towards him and saying, do not be afraid. Like, fear is how they control you. Yeah. That, that to me would have been more meaningful than him being alone and okay, dying. Okay, I get okay. that. I get that. I get that. Does that make That's sense? Because I, I see... Okay. No, yeah, yeah. And I, I do... I totally agree. And I do think that, like, he was maybe feeling that, like, but it was just, like... It wasn't as clear sure. because we didn't see her there. And it would have been clearer if he was, like, the, flirting The her. scene itself did feel quick. It did feel quick. I will say yeah, that. It, maybe that's I, what it that's was. It, it just felt very... It was like a page. It, it, so I kind yeah. of... Just to play double advocate, I... When I was reading it, I was like, wait, what happened? What happened? And then I kind of, I don't know, I felt like it was a a realistic, like, he's here and he's not. It's a gut punch. This is True. how it would happen. He's shot. True. This is how it's happening. We right. can't, like, this is life. Like, this is like, if someone, if, you know what I mean? It just, it felt very, um, it felt believable to yeah. me in that moment of like, if this would happen, this is how this would happen. Like, he's here and he's not. That is what happens. You're True. like, gut punch. Wait, what? Like, you know, I just, right. So that to me, like, read believable yeah, upsetting yeah. and heartbreaking but like believable in this rough gritty streets of Kedden world that we're in um mm-hmm. but what i had a problem with with you know pace wise was that we had this 
jarring scene where he gets shot and and then he goes to Nina and they have this beautiful and like I mean mind you very it's necessary amazing. and it's incredible. important goodbye scene which I want to get into detail on. Oh yeah. I do want to talk about that in one second. But that whole thing happens. And then my biggest problem was that we have this emotional gut-wrenching scene where we do have all the goodbye and then we jump to like the fucking church and Allison talking about singing. Like I was like no 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 no. I'm still here. We can't, we can't jump out of this so quickly. Mm-hmm. Like, that pacing bogged me. Like, if we were going to do this, I felt like it needed to be, we needed to be done with everything else. Like, everything else was done. And then we were there, and he died, and we felt that. We had the little wolves chapter, and then everyone shows up, and it's like, oh, how did we know this is what happened? And it's just, like, all somber. That's interesting. Oh, yeah. I had a really hard time jumping from, like, Matthias died. The wolves are welcoming him home. I am literally crying in bed. And you, because you read it all at one shot. I, all as soon at one as shot. that was yeah. done, I put it away and I was texting you guys and I like literally got up and walked away for like 15 minutes. No, yeah. So that's the thing. I was like, it was last night. I just yeah. didn't stop reading. And so from like the wolves are welcoming him home, we jump to like the next scene is like Van Eck being taken down. Yeah. And so it, it just, yeah. it felt to me like that was what didn't give him enough attention. Mm. Yeah, I, yeah, I see I can, that. I can appreciate that. I can um, appreciate I, that. Yeah. Um, the, the, the scene between him and Nina is yeah, yeah. so heartbreakingly beautiful. God. And I, I do think it does yeah. obviously set up for this next series, King of I agree. Scars. Oh, great. Um, I, I love the last few lines between the two of them, their conversation. And, you know, he, he asks her to promise him that she, that she will, like, you know, swear swear to me you'll at least try to help them to make them see. Like, he means that you're Skelly, like, promise me you'll make an oh. effort to change them as like you have helped change my heart and she promises him but that's him, why he couldn't the kid I know, you know I know and that's why he probably couldn't attack the kid is because he sees the good in this child who's just been like hate is not born it is bred I think he sees yeah himself yeah. and he's like now I'm the better person so I am I can't attack I'm I have to try to help I have to help and the younger and him I need you is to like, help me and well then that gives me the upper hand yeah, I'm gonna I, shoot you yeah. And I love, and she promises him, she promises him that he'll do that. And, um, and then he says, I have been made to protect you even in death, oh. even in death, I will find a way. He clasped her hand tighter, oh. bury me so I can go to jail, bury me so I can take root and follow the water north. I promise Matthias, oh. I'll take you home. Nina, he said, pressing her hand to his heart. I am already home. And it was just, oh, oh my God, I can, I can cry again. Here I get. That's so that was good. so sweet. That but was also, so rough for me. When he says, just knowing like the titles from the next two books, there's King of Scars and it's something about wolves is the second Rule book. Rule of Wolves. Rule of Wolves. He says like, even in death, I will find a way. And I think she is going to go to the northern, like the tundra of Fjordian, Fjorda or whatever it's called. And she's going to find his wolf. And I think that, so too. Like oh, that, trash. Like trash. And like the wolf, they're going to bond. And like yeah, maybe maybe the wolf will save her life. Like maybe he'll recognize her and or in some way or something like as a kindred oh, spirit or something. I would love nothing more than that. Oh, me too. Yeah. It just it was just really hard. Wyland so, has a really yeah. good quote. Basically, it was like we were all supposed to make it. Yeah. Maybe that was naive, <gasps> yes. but Jesper realized he'd been thinking the same thing. After all their mad escapes and close calls, he started to believe the six of them were somehow charmed. That his guns, Kaz's brains, Nina's wit, Inez's talent. Wyland's ingenuity and Matthias's strength had some made them somehow untouchable. Yeah, they might suffer, they might take their knocks, but Wyland was right. In the end, they were all supposed to stay standing. 
And then Jesper says, no no mourners. And they say, no funerals. And then what do they do? They have a funeral. They go have a funeral. (laughs) They They all pick a tulip and they walk in there and just like stand around and they have a funeral. uh, One by one, they knelt by Nina and rested a flower upon Matthias's chest, then stood surrounding his body as if now that it was too late, they might protect him. It's so good. That was really, that was, that I, was a really nice scene. That was a really sweet part. Um, yeah, I liked that. So, so there is some good, some good that that okay, yes. comes after. Yes. So there are some good things that happen in the ending. Yes. So let's talk about Jasper and Wyland's little wrap up. Oh yeah, that's. I I am happy for that. I am. <laughs> I am. I thought it was really sweet. Like I love how Alice was like staying with them. Oh yeah. Yes. Like singing poorly again. Oh bless her. It's sweet. I really loved their wrap up and they're they're happy. I, I did too. I thought and I love mom. that Jesper told Kaz to put um his winnings in his dad's name and that he <gasps> wasn't like ready for all that money. I felt like that was yes. a really big growth. That moment was a very for big moment, yeah. growth moment. Yeah, and, I agree. Kim. And you could see the respect in Kaz when he's like, I think that's a good choice. Like I, you could see him being like yes. really proud of him. And I really I love that. Exactly. I was gonna say proud, yeah. Yeah. And Wyland, Wyland's idea to like allow Jesper to like invest in certain things and to like almost kind of use his like yeah. love for like risky ventures and um yeah. he yes. he kind of gives him a stipend to like say here you can do this and it's safe because I'm only giving you x amount of money and I'm in control right. <laughs> but like I love yeah, that I love just... that he didn't want to change him he just tried to like channel, channel it. his talents yeah. for the better Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I love that. I love that Island's mm. mom lives oh, with him. Oh, his mom was. He, oh, that just got me. And they like they could be seen like painting together and yes! a like, really sweet. Yes, I bet he played his flute. I bet. I, I bet, bet he, he did. Flute. I bet he played. I bet that he flute. did. I was so happy for them. Also, Inez is like yes. Oh, Inez is staying with them. It's a whole cute thing there, and she's like, she's like, yeah. oh, could get kind of used to being waited on and yeah. like having servants yeah. and yeah. people cook I love for that me. Because I'm like the idea of them like being like spoiled yes, you know I and having that. these servants and uh so l- let's talk about kaz and inej and and the boat i love and this her this made me so happy oh so, you guys it was a roller coaster getting from matthias to here yeah. like what 10 pages but <laughs> at two in the morning yeah. last night it was a lot for me so from that low low to this high high it was really i was this is important so, like, and i felt I like this love was that, so like, good you know inej has chosen not to see kaz after after the heist is over uh-huh. because i think yes. she's like i i can't get what i need from him and it's too hard or whatever but she like still does these little jobs and she like leaves um uh, little notes yeah little notes him. and stuff they leave little notes yeah. for each other and wait yeah. did we talk about the fact that he bought her out her contract no oh, okay no. so quick quick little tidbit yeah um sweet Kaz boy yeah paid off her contract to per Haskell oh it's so oh. sweet he with all he liquidated he all liquidated his money. all of used his all assets, assets and his savings he, and everything and he, he used all his money like, this is sorry guys this is like obviously way before the hi- big heist happens at oh, the yeah, end yeah. Like, this is in the bathroom scene and it's just so sweet oh, it's so, 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 so good at the very end like she's not hold into anybody and she's living at with Wyland but like she still sneaks into his office in the dregs and like leaves little notes like hey like like little tid like tips of information about people yeah and she goes up to her room to go to bed at Wyland's house and there's a little note yeah like Kaz somehow broke into the house and which I I love I love that snuck in her window and left it like these are his friends he could have walked in the door but I love yeah, I love that he left it as a, like a little like and hey spider, I left yeah, this. Yeah, he's in like your, meet me at the you know? docks at yeah. sunrise, and so she gets up and she goes and meets him at the docks, and oh, God, it's everything. and they like she notices right it's away everything. that he doesn't have his gloves on. 
Yeah, he didn't he's even not bring wearing him. his gloves. He didn't even bring him. He didn't even bring him. Oh, and my God, just, the growth. And like he like hands her, he hands her like a telescope, a spy, a spy glass. glass, and she looks through it and she's like, "Why?" And he says, <gasps> "Yeah, that dock over there. I can't remember the number. It's a berth, like where to pull a boat. Yeah, the berth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the berth. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. And she sees the boat and he's like, "That's yours." And it's Guys, named the Wraith. And it's the same birth that they sailed out yes. of going to the ice court. Yes. It's the same and then, birth. And then he's like, I also bought that for you too, so you can come back whenever, whenever you want. want. And, he and, goes, and he's if like, If you want to come back. He's like, If so you want to come back. And he like was like, I worked with Wyland and he got me a yeah. deal. And like he like he like and then he, oh. she's like, oh. oh my gosh, this is amazing. And they keep like brushing hands. And then their they, knuckles, their, their knuckles bare are brushing. knuckles are brushing, and then they're holding hands. He initiates looking out. it. Yes. He, he does. does he does. Yes. He grabs her hand. This is what I'm saying. I was Gross. So proud of him, and I was like, yes, <laughs> me God, too. Yes. And they're standing out, and they have like a, a really sweet conversation about like the crows and how crows. Oh yeah, he says why they picked the crows because they always remember who feeds them and who their friends are. Yeah, and, and like who wrongs royal. them yeah, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. That was super yes. interesting. I loved that. And you guys, they're holding hands. And he like oh. tells her to look again. I can't. And it's her. Oh, he found her parents. Her, yeah. Oh my god. And her parents are here. Yes. And he found them. She's like. I, she's like almost like falls back. And he's yes. Like, Wait, should I? Should I not have? Is this like? Should I not have done this? And she, he's like, no. And she, he's like holding her. Like they're like he's oh, holding so her. Good. And you can tell he's like yes. struggling, but he's like <sighs> holding her because she's like about to and then, faint. And he's yeah. like, should I not yeah. have done this? And she was like, no. Yeah. Like this is no. It's amazing. it's amazing. And then and then he's and then she's like, uh, come come meet them. And then he goes, wait wait is my is my tie straight? <laughs> and it's so cute. And then and then she laughs. And then he goes, that's the laugh. That's the yeah. laugh. And then they walk toward her. And then she's like, come on, come meet them. And he goes with her to meet her friends. And then she's like, mama, mama papa. papa. Oh, <laughs> oh. It, uh, that, it's so perfect. It's so perfect. And it's so beautiful. Guys, it was so good. It was so good. It was I so good. I love that wrap up for them. It wasn't unrealistic. It wasn't like they were, he was like, no, oh, it, meet me at the docks. I'm going to make out with you. And it, like, I, it was like so right. much growth for no, him. No, it wasn't the like happily ever so after great. that you like traditionally right. get. And I appreciate that. But it did that. feel like, it did feel like a good step for them. Like mm-hmm. she got yeah. her ship and she wants Kaz to work with her to help change the slavers oh. and all of that. Yes. And, and she he says to her like, we can take down people here. Like, we can do this together. Oh, no, she yeah. has a really so good, good line. Yeah. Um, this city doesn't need a good man. It needs you. How many times have you told me you're a monster? So be a monster. Be the thing they all fear when they close their eyes at night. We don't go after all the yeah. gangs. We don't shut down the houses that treat fairly with their employees. We go after women like uh, Tante Helene, men like Pekka Rollins. She paused. And I think about it this way. You'll be thinning the competition. She makes a joke. I like, it's love true. Like, she's that. Like, be, a, be a monster. That's fine. But be a monster yeah. that, the, that the bad people fear, not that the good people totally. fear. Like, are- I love how she sold that. Like it was yes. realistic and it was something that he can get behind. And it's something for him to do other than just like get revenge. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it's the, it's like, what else is he going to do now? Like that he's gotten his revenge. I, um, and um, the last chapter, you guys, when I remember that the last chapter is from Pekka's perspective, I was like, yes. This chapter is so yeah. brutal and so incredible. But I kind of like it because in a way you'd always be thinking like, oh, is now he going to go, like, are they never actually happy because now Peck right. is going to go back after that. Right. And it's no, kind of exactly. like a perfect way of like 
I love that Inej does. Like Inej shows up. At I do too. Wait, wait. I love that it's Inej and not Kaz. Yeah. Like yeah, I love. Me too. A, you can see this man has become like a shell of himself. He is holed yes. up in this country house with like well, armed guards everywhere. Well, because son. you know that because that's exactly what Kaz said. He can picture me killing his son a thousand times. And he that's is. what I want. He's literally and that's, what that's he's all he can think yes. about. So he goes yes. to bed. There's armed guards outside his door, outside his son's yes. door outside the whole house and Inez climbs in and climbs on top of him <laughs> and like stabs him as or yeah. like cuts him very deeply and cuts his like, heart over his heart if you she's like that was the first cut and if I ever see you come back to cut her damn like I'll be back we'll meet again to make the second yeah. one and she's yes, like yes yes, yes, she yes make a comment to Kaz like like some she makes a comment to him at some point on his book one or book two and she says was no one there to protect you and um and now she oh, yeah. it's like I kind of this love like that it's come full him. circle and she's at the end oh, she's laying down that. like he is like yeah. I'm drawing a line like I'm protecting him yes and Inez leaves a crow <gasps> that's so yes. creepy in bed with Pekka's son yes and Pekka runs to his boy's little boy's room and he's sleeping and he's like whoo okay and then he looks down and there's a black crow it's and I was like crow. oh and he literally at that moment is like I'm done yes. that and I I thought and it then just he's ended. Like, the last pair I just thought it ended really well like I thought the way he the way he kind of like took ownership but also was like they've won I lose I'm defeating I'm running away yes so good yeah he just said Pekka would count his money he would raise his son he'd find himself a good woman or two or ten and maybe in the quiet hours he'd raise a glass to the men like him to his fellow architects of misfortune who had helped raise Brucker and his crew he drank to the whole sorry lot of them, but mostly to the poor fools who didn't know what trouble was coming. Yeah, I love yeah! that. That was a great I last quote. I love that. Yeah. I think that is such so a good. fantastic way. It sums way. it up. It really does. Yes. It really does. Um, so yeah, guys. Such a good ending to it. That was Crooked Kingdom. It was a good ride. I just loved it, guys. I was really happy with that ending. I love it. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you <laughs> guys so finally good. read it and we can like yeah! talk about it forever now. And I'm so I happy. I, I truly loved it. And guys, I am... I'm so excited to watch Shadow and Bone. Yeah, I cannot wait to see how they're gonna pit these. Like, I, I mean, from even just the pictures I've seen, the cast. I mean, we've all looked at the casting, but how they're gonna work these characters in and just seeing them actually interact and be human beings, I am going to lose my Guys, mind. I literally can't I think, wait. I can't wait to start it. I'm so excited. It's gonna be. It's gonna be so great. Um. I'm, so yeah, so we're planning on watching the Netflix series Shadow and Bone. And doing an yes. episode on that. Yeah, we're going to talk about probably all the episodes, how they work with the books, the show, yeah. everything. It's going to be so good. So stay tuned for that. Yes. Um, yeah. And between now and then, um, find us on Instagram at Flights of Fantasy Podcast. And find a link at our website at flightsoffantasypodcast.com. Uh, DM us. Let us know your thoughts on Crooked Kingdom. Yeah. Um, and yes. yeah, we can't wait to see you guys again back here for Shadow and Bone. Cheers and happy reading. Thanks for listening. Happy reading. Yes, thanks for listening. Happy reading. Bye. 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 <laughs>